0: Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Season's greetings a month early, which just seems to be the norm these days. We on that Christmas creep. We've gone through November, which is of course Smith birthday season. <laughs> and is this, is this the only way that you remember November? Well, of course, also the 5th of November is Guy Fawkes Day. Ah, yes. Remember, remember, the 5th of November. The day that V for Vendetta tried to blow up Parliament. Man, what a time that was. And that guy fell in love with that computer and he tried... Probably to have sex with I don't know what that is. It's in for Vendetta. Okay. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. This is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, as we are veering dangerously, wildly towards the end of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable, as this week we watched the 106th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. What, What are we doing with our lives? You know, I really wish I had a better answer. Trick for question. Though. We've watched it. We're watching all of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> and the 32nd episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, part four, Diamond is Unbreakable. Covering. Okay. <laughs> chapters 401 through 406, uh-huh. but also chapter 412 and half of 413 of the manga. Okay. Because of Thursday, July 15th. Yeah. Part two. I'm with you. That's a lot of chapters, though. Yes. We're really just marathoning towards the finale. Mm. Hey, Liam. Hey, Nick. Did you know, Mm -hmm. little tidbit, that this episode... Hi, I'm Lil Tidbit. (laughs) Lil Tidbit? Yes. Please, sir, can I have some Christmas goose? This episode, Liam, (laughs) before we get dangerously close to Christmas, was brought to you by the exclusive... And potentially profitable, Crystal Version. Of course, Crystal Version was the um, third in the second generation of Pokemon games, mm. paired with Gold and Silver. Mm. Yes, it was, and it was arguably the best. Arguably, well, those third ones always have a, a nice little little bit of bonus in them. You oh, got yeah. that was the first one you could play as a girl. I think it gave you roller skates. You could get a Badoof? No, you couldn't. Wait, in you the could, third ones? Yeah. Oh, wait, I get what you mean. As in, like, the version, not the generation. Yeah, you could get more Rattattas and more Zubats. Oh, yes. And a Miltank. Yay. Miltank. Celebi. He's up in the mix. Woo. Tang Clan. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Crystal Version. Crystal Version. Thank you for supporting independent podcasts. And thank you for reminding me that Miltank exists. Miltank is, of course, the lactating Pokemon. (laughs) Have you seen the size of those others? Pokemon hatch from eggs. They don't need to make milk, and yet Miltank does. What's going on there? It's like a cow. Uh, Unless Pokemon are all monotremes. Whoa. (laughs) Liam, you may have just hit the nail on the head. I just cracked this case wide open. Someone call Professor Oak. (laughs) Ah, I so see you've cracked the Enigma code. And now he you pulls have a to gun on, both, Nick and I both just made drawing gun motions. Professor <laughs> Oak's just there in a darkened room. Yeah. It's like, you now, know too much about Pokemon, young Liam. Now remind me again. Are you, are you a, a boy bo- or a girl? <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Oh. Thank you, Crystal version. <laughs> oh, God. Good stuff. <laughs> July 15th, parentheses, Thursday. Part two. Comma 1998? Nine. Nine. Gotcha. I'll get it one day. nope B- No, not BC. <laughs> AD. <laughs> 1999 BC, the Nintendo 64 releases to critical acclaim. <laughs> Everyone's like, who's this Jesus fella that's coming up in 2000 years or so? <laughs> so Nick. Yes. Preliminary thoughts on this episode. I have one very clear highlight from this episode, and you know exactly what it is. I don't. We'll save that for the end of the episode. But my... Oh, I like it a lot. I like this episode a lot for (laughs) one very strong reason. Is it to do with this man's back? It's to do with this man's back. Great, great. I'm loving it. (laughs) ba 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 Okay. How much coffee did you have before? Just one. How long? But I've got a natural performer's charisma. Ah, I see. I think that... Of the, um, Thursday, July 15th, -hmm. the four of them, uh, spoiler alert. There's four (laughs) July... Oh, God. (laughs) I suppose I shouldn't have given that game away, but, uh... Fuck! Okay. This one might be the weirdest paced in that it's... Mm. It's kind of a... Just a mill point, like it's wrapping up the Superfly situation, (laughs) but everything else... I forgot his stand name was Superfly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... And obviously we're getting underway with the Enigma stuff, but that's still very early days. and we're there. And, and it's just, no one knows what's going on with the, with the third thing yet. <laughs> There's just this guy with a back? Mm. Or does he? No one's seen it. Um, Is Make it darker an alien? Unclear. Mm. Mm. We'll crack the case yet. We'll just have to cut him open and see what makes him tick. There's a thought, maybe he's not an alien, maybe he's a robot. Ooh. Someone tweeted at me. Uh, it's not a, a fan theory they espouse, but it's one they've heard and they wanted to share it. Uh-huh. And I didn't read it because I was like, oh, that's just too much, man. But I appreciated them sharing it. Uh-huh. The idea that Mikitaka, being a creature from the night, I guess the vast endless night that is the void of space, <laughs> okay yeah. uh, and who has the ability to shapeshift into seemingly anything, mm-hmm. is either... Spawn of or a returned, uh, cars? Uh, okay. Who you may recall was launched into space and became an unthinking, unfeeling rock because of, yeah, endless isolation. Yes, okay. And that's the crux of it, really. Uh, but how would cars either A, come back given that it would take? Millennia that is a good point. That. It is kind of the whole thing with how him him getting lost in space, 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 that he couldn't avert his trajectory. Yeah. Unless like the moon came by. I just spent like 60 years chilling in space and it really mellowed me out and sort of just, uh, you know, put off this whole sort of genocide kick I was on. And now if you're having trouble relaxing, I'm here to help. But of course, as we know from Jorge Joster, uh-huh. uh, there's a timeline out there where 36 different iterations of cars all land on Mars and become friends. Ah, yes. I remember this well. Is this the weird fan comic thing? And one of them becomes so um, benign and so charismatic that he uh, befriends Killer Queen and steals him away from Kira. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? Couldn't share that with you last time we talked about it. Well, well, well. That's... That's new. <laughs> fucking Weird. It's 10.43 a.m. There's a guy at Rohan's door. <gasps> He's all like, oh, Hello, my name's Konoto. I have an appointment to come architecturize your burnt house. Rohan strokes his chin knowingly. Mm. Oh, yes. I do remember we made that appointment. Let me just open the door. The heaven's door, that is. Bam! Wow! So he heaven's doors him. <laughs> yeah. I just love, even when he makes an appointment with someone. Bam. Heaven's door. Rohan just being consumed by stand user based paranoia. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair. To be fair. Yeah. Entirely reasonable. Totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Uh, Yeah. Dude turns into a book slumps against the porch and Rohan's like, I've just been really cautious lately. So this guy is born in 1970. He's a bonafide great architect. Uh, and there's a little note in the margins like, I got some work! Rohan Kashibe is probably loaded! I'm gonna see if I can overcharge him a bit! <laughs> Rohan immediately goes, mm, Let's just cross out that line mm, a bit. Yeah, I'm gonna do this pro bono! <laughs> According to his dossier, he's not a stand user or an enemy, but uh, that thing did happen with that Jenkin kid. Yeah! So let's just uh, can't attack Rohan. Great. Blammo. Easy peasy. Wait. What's this? I don't want people seeing my back. It's not like I have scars or acne or a tattoo or anything, but no one can see my back. I'll never get a girlfriend. So Rohan immediately is like, Hmm, that's odd. Oh, well, guess it's nothing. Yeah. Anyway. And then, whoop. And the guy's like, Did I just space out for a second? And Rohan's like, No, let's go. Please, please come in. Please enter through the doorway that I'm currently holding. Please open. enter through the doorway like a normal person would. <laughs> And he's all like, no, I don't think I can do that. Now, I remark to you that this bit kind of turns into Junji Ito, but it's the most anti like Junji Ito bullshit. Junji Ito slice of life. Yeah. If Junji Ito wrote a book about an architect doing, like, measurements of a house, this is how it would open. This is how he would take his measurements. Even if he had nothing on his back, he'd be like, oh, no, I just. I just prefer the feel of walls. <laughs> the cool caress of wood. You know, that paint texture, that really fresh feel. I've got a bad back, so I'm just going to slide the entirety along of it, along this door frame. So he literally <laughs> is like, I'm in, I'm inside now. Yes, please walk ahead of me. And Rohan immediately goes, all right. That's fucking odd. It's 9.06 a.m. Back like at the pylon, if you recall, um, Toyohiro Kanadachi, the pylon guy, mm-hmm. is like, I'm going to escape the pylon because I've pinned Mikitaka, the alien, or is he, to the wall using um, like gross pylon rivets. Uh, casual play. So between this episode and the last, his, desi- his design has seen some modifications. Who, Mikataka or... Toyohiro. in in that he's now clearly wearing a mask because he's got, like, a big elastic roll around his neck. And also, the whites of his eyes have gone black and his irises have gone bright blue. Not sure why that's happened. I mean, it's all about the coming months, you know? Though, to be fair, his eyes were permanently in shadow last time. Yeah, did you even see his face? God! Liam, come on. It's all about the coming months? It's all about the coming months. Expound on that. Well... It's coming to winter, is it not? Not here. I mean in the show. It's summer there. 1999 bizarre summer. Exactly. It's coming to winter. Winter is coming. I'm Jonaro. And when it comes to winter, one should shed off the mask and allow your skin to breathe without the unnecessary dead skin around it. Gross. So the mask acts like a sweat barrier in that it just pushes sweat back in. And of course, when you're wearing a mask in summertime, you might say that it's... Smoking. Now, this is a reference I can get on board with. Reference? Oh, oh. Do you, do you just own an ancient green mask that turns you into? It's a not green and- when you don't put it on, Nick. It's made of wood. It's the mask it's of Loki. It's slightly green. It's like it's green-ish. got a tinge. It has a tinge of green. It's an old ripened mask. Well, anyway, I'm just sitting around here wearing my bright yellow zoot suit. <laughs> It's just everyone who ever sees the actual setup will finally realise what you've been wearing every episode Mm, for the last 106 This is my podcasting garb. Shagadelic. I'm not just going to be a commoner wearing some kind of shirt. At least not until I'm around my wife. (laughs) Anyway. God, we, we should just watch that film no, and just for this podcast. No. So it's 9.06am The your heroes are like, I'm going to escape. I gave you a fake name and I'm wearing a mask. I've been planning this getaway for a thousand years. Bye. And Mikataka's like, it's okay. I'm okay with this. <laughs> Pin to the wall. I'll just live in this pylon. If I imagine it's a spaceship, it's actually quite roomy. I'm an alien. To which Josuke responds with, nah, fuck off. Josuke does something super cool. You might remember last episode in the act of pinning um, Mikitaka to this uh, Mm -hmm. pylon uh, as part of a sick combo manoeuvre, Toyohiro cut the wire that uh, he was hanging from. Yes. Josuke has grabbed that wire, used his crazy diamond powers to fix it and rides it up to the rest of it. And he's like, I'm on the pylon now. Everything goes orange on Josuke. The sky goes green and we're working with that colour palette for a while now. (laughs) pretty cool i mean yeah it's it's good (laughs) shit so he's all like okay i'm gonna pummel this guy then i'm gonna come save you mikitaka and mikitaka's like i'm in enormous amounts of pain right now (laughs) (laughs) guys you have no idea what crucifixion is like but i have at least one hands worth of an understanding right now i got stigmata (laughs) Josuke tries to punch him up a bit but he's too fast on the pylon because he can move freely on account of how familiar with it he is uh, sure. I'm willing to suspend my disbelief in this fashion. He keeps jumping out of crazy diamonds range. Josuke can't move so quickly. Oh no! And then he gets out his razor hands and he cuts up the 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 thing a bit, and it, you know, uh, the thing that he does. Shoots energy blasts out of the pylon at Josuke and Crazy Diamond blocks it. And there's this whole thing where he's all, Ah, but I know the pylon and I know, like a man who plays billiards too much, I know all the angles. Simple geometry. So it turns out that the energy blasts that came from the cuts on the pylon, which Josuke deflects, have been bouncing around inside the pylon, thereby creating more energy blasts. (gasps) Oh no! They hit the floor. He gets another bit first. He, like he's blocking, and then one hits his hand from behind him. He's like, oh, I'm slightly reduced my capabilities. Oh, I'm getting a heap of glancing blows. Oh no. And then both his hands get dunked up real bad and he um he's hanging from the pylon by one of those hands. It's basically like he's playing the old fourth edition of Warhammer 40k, where every time you want to do anything to a vehicle, there's a glancing hit. And you're all like, oh great! Just another glancing hit. Oh boy. Wonder if I'll ever be able to get a penetrating hit. With my six plus, oh no, it's just another glancing hit. Oh boy, why did the tower get tanks? Liam, why did the tower get tanks? Well, I suppose it comes <laughs> down to an issue of uh, of of game balance and uh, ensuring that oh. not only in a mechanical sense, but uh, also in a, in a merchandising sense, where you want a new array of of expensive toys to sell to adults. I don't know, Nick. I don't know any of those words you just said. You need to understand my pain, Liam. How was my guess, though? Not close. Okay. I mean, the second half, bang on the money. (laughs) And you should follow the money. Ooh, I should go work for Games Workshop. I should (laughs) sell out my soul. Be all like, hey, kids, do you want to buy ten miniatures? Well, this comes in a pack of eight, so for a mere six hundred dollars <laughs> you too can own this six inch long three inch tall tank you can have this skaven war brand but what does that do uh it's like a rat guy well i mean there's no rules for it yet because age of Sigmar is broken that's you know i i don't know although apparently i'm new just ed- saying words i've heard <laughs> although apparently new edition is quite good liam so i probably wouldn't bag it too much this has been uh miniatures talk with Nick and Liam. We'll be back next week to talk about actual wargaming. Flipping World war the miniatures. tabletop. Ooh, we could do that. But we shouldn't. No, it'd, Moving be, on. it'd be a three minute podcast every week of us flipping a table and going, we don't know. We don't fucking care. Just... So like there are these space marines and they're big guys and they're like super soldiers, but they fight the demons. But sometimes they are the demons. No, the space marines aren't the, the chaos. Space marines are the demons, Liam. They're, but they're space marines. Oh my god! No, I what don't care. Let's move on. <laughs> so there's this guy. No, that... <laughs> no. There's this guy with a mask. Yep, smoking. Um. Oh yeah, the gross thing happens. The gross thing where he's like, "Ha, Joske, I'm going to kill you now." Let's long trail of spit drop out of his mouth, and oh, Josuke's is yes. like, ew, ew, ew. <laughs> so Josuke's hanging from the pylon yep. with like a hand. Classic cliffhanger situation. Uh, it's like the start of Ace Ventura and Nature Calls. <laughs> and uh, this, this little droplet of spit, much like many children I, would. I think as... droplet is underselling it. It's like a significant stream. It is a streak of spit, mm-hmm. much like the kind that a kid. Would then suck back up Ugh. in a schoolyard to Gleking? show off. is that what that is? There's a word for There's it. There's a word for everything, Nikki. Ah. Anyway, so it like comes down, but he doesn't suck it back up to show his proficiency at controlling his own spit. Well, of course not. That spit uh, is how he uh, how he hydrates his plants. <laughs> It comes down, slowly but surely, aiming true towards his target. And Josuke's like, So he quickly moves away, and then I think he jumps back up. Oh no, he's hanging. He's hanging and the guy's gloating over him, and Josuke's like, Hey, by the way, Okuyasu, how many shots did I block? And Okuyasu, who's at the bottom, not really doing anything for this whole arc. (laughs) He's like, oh, I'd say it was probably like four, buddy. Maybe four. Yeah, I'd say four. Four. That's a good number, and so we're, not, we're not doing Okuyasu's voice justice here. Okay, let me just go smoke a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> hey, I'd say it was four, Josuke. Yeah, that's about right. I'd say that's bang on the money right there. <laughs> <now. laughs> I'm gonna use Crazy Diamond to fix those bits, and then all these energy beams are gonna fly back and hit you in the face. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Case closed. So these energy beams hit him in the face. And he's all like, oh no, undone by my own ploy. How ironic. He could detect any angles except the ones that he made coming back at him in reverse. is all like, huh, well, it looks like I'm not trapped in this pylon for all eternity then. I'm free to go. I'm going to chalk that up as a win. (laughs) Cut to the denouement of this this arc, where they're back at the bottom of the pylon, and he's got his mask off now. I think. I don't think so. Okay. Think he's still- oh, he's got his hat off, so you can see like orange bits of hair. He was wearing a hat? Yeah, he was wearing like a beret thing, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and now he's not, and he's got like orange hair, and he's all like, oh, I'll never leave the pylon again. He oh. looks, he, lo- it's very sparse hair. Mm. He looks like a fish. You know, he, he looks like a rattier version of the guy who is even now messing around in Rohan's house. He does. He looks like one of those characters from that wrestling anime that I keep referencing. Ultimate Muscle. Is that what it's called? That's a wrestling anime. I'm gonna look this up. No. Up. Oh, I'm doing it. That's them. Cool. Has that GameCube game that I really liked. <laughs> so he's all like, I don't even wanna leave the pile on. Ghost Dad came by and said that if I tracked a stand user in here, he'd take care of me. Don't know how, cause he lives in a photograph. Can we, from here on out, just for the alliteration, call him Phantom Father? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. So Phantom Father came by. Smash Evil. Um, <laughs> smash Evil. Remember the Billy Crystal, the Phantom movie from the 90s? No. Billy Crystal made a Phantom movie? Pretty sure it was Billy. It was one of the oh, Billys. no, Billy Zane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I remember Billy that Zane. And the tagline was Smash Evil. Hmm. Strange. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right, sure. That classic phantom catchphrase. <laughs> Smash evil. That's the movie where um, the guy, <laughs> the evil guy, I, don't, I haven't seen this. This is the only thing from the movie I remember. So yeah. I don't know any of the context for this. But there's a bad guy who tricks a scientist into looking into a, um, a stethoscope. Mm-hmm. Not a stethoscope, a um, microscope. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, try turning the lever and adjusting the focus. And then when he does that, um, knives come out of the two stethoscope um, lenses and stab him in the eyes. And the guy's like, you won't be needing these anymore. And crushes his spectacles in his hand. Oh my God. We should watch that. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Is that like that Mission Impossible bit where it's like the dude's on a plane listening to some voice and then he's all like, Yes, this is a secret message encoded specifically for you. Too bad it's not the real one and then stabs him in the ears with knives or something. I suppose so. It's like, what? New Mario Landmark, the man um. who lives on a pylon. He's completely self-sufficient, but if you bring him salt or a snack, he'll let you take a photo with him. He's shy, so he wears a mask and doesn't want to share his real name. I love how dumb these landmarks have become. Nick, would you take a photo with someone if they brought you salt or a snack? You know what, Liam? I genuinely would. <laughs> if they if they gave me one of those, like, le snack little mm. things, like their little okay. peel off and... If, if, if anyone should ever recognise Nick or I in public... Um, come up and say hi. We'll have a, we'll gladly have a, a brief chat with you. Oh, but without a doubt. But if you wanted a photo, you would need to bring us <laughs> salt or a snack. And we're not talking like salt, like, um, like a snail situation where you throw salt out of mouth, Oh like... yeah. Cause I'll shrivel up and die if you yeah, do that. Yeah. We're talking like genuine rancor from your heart projected. Rancor? Out. Like bitterness and. Summon the rancor. It's a real word. Rancor. Sure. Bring out the bitterness from your heart regarding your last Fortnite match right to me and just be like, man, fuck those dweebs. And I'll be like, let's get a photo together. And then you'll do that dance where you're hammering on one leg. Oh, God. What is What has our society become where Fortnite dancing is like the norm? So the ghost guy, which I'll also accept for alliteration. Mm, okay, sure. The <laughs> Phantom Father. Oh, here we go. <laughs> the patriarchal no um, poltergeist. I can still feel my father, even though he's gone. This phantom father <laughs> of my lost comrades. <sighs> How many Metal Gear Solid references can Liam pull out in one episode? Just one this time, I think, but okay. we'll see. This um, is your one allotment. <laughs> Ghost Guy was like he talked about a guy named Koichi. Does anyone know him? And they're all like, we know Koichi. He's great. We know him exceptionally well. What happened to Koichi? Well, I didn't really ask because I didn't give a shit, but (laughs) I heard him say that Koichi's been eliminated because Phantom Father has found his son. So now he's not just going on the defensive. He's going on the attackive on this day of Thursday, (laughs) July 15th. Attack of is now my new favourite word. And we see silhouettes of people that we come to recognise as the um, the Enigma boy, as he's known. Mm-hmm. And also the architect. Ooh, the architect? Wait, did we recognise him as the architect guy? I mean, I recognise that silhouette. You may not have. Hmm. It had that, that, those tufts of hair, that bad posture. Yeah, true. He was wearing that coat. Yeah. That's fair. Koichi's been eliminated. Oh, it's 10.58am. And we are just skipping to and from. Mm -hmm. At Rohan's house, uh, the architect, whose name is, of course, Kinoto, uh, (laughs) You didn't have to check at all! (laughs) is uh, in the parlour being like, This door is worth 800,000 yen. Its design is from the Victorian and Edwardian era, using materials made in England. Expensive door. So Rohan's like, Man, this guy's clinging to the wall like Mm, no one's business. I'm going to put this tea down in the centre of the room and then stand expectantly. Please, have some tea. While it's hot, if you will. Oh, that's okay. Mm. 11.16am. Kira's at work. He sees a lady co-worker and he's like, oh man, I want to murder her. (laughs) But he must control his urges. His nails grow. Yep. Back to the pylon. Tell your hero's doing some cooking, Mikitaka's just hanging out with him now. Huh. is running around Mario being like, Where's Koichi? I can't find him. I'm not in this episode anymore after this. <laughs> Josuke has gone to see Yuya Fungami, aka Highway a go Ah, yes. In the hospital, like, hey, I'll fix you if you help me find Koichi. And he's all like, I'll never help you find Koichi. And Josuke's like, all right. And then he's like, no, I'll help you find Koichi. Please fix me. And Josuke's like, I already did. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, won't be needing those nutrients then. (laughs) I'm only in the hospital because of an accident anyway. I've got no grudge against you. Unlike, say, everyone else in town. Also, he did throw him out of a window. Yeah, I mean... So... You know, I think both of these guys would have reason to have have animosity towards each other. I think, you know, I think even though Yuya is probably the more in the wrong of of him, I think he's being surprisingly mature about this whole situation. <laughs> just kind of like, you know what? I'm done being in a hospital. I'll take your pity repairs. I mean, because everyone else earned Josuke's wrath, but still hates him for it. That's true. And this guy's just like, nah, man, whatever. You fixed me. I'm super handsome now. It's not an exaggeration to say I'm like a Michelangelo statue. So... And then like there's this... This glorious shot of him having gotten into his school uniform with, uh, like, a big cravat with his name on it. (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) Is it a school uniform? I assume so. I thought he was, like, a bikey Yeah, but I think he's... Because all of his girlfriends are wearing, like, the delinquent school uniform archetype, and he's wearing what I assume is, you know, like, Joe's Gay's heavily modified uniform. Yeah, but at the same time... Let's look up how old he is. That'll answer the question. He's 39. he better be 39. Why? Because then it really doesn't bring into question that I was more correct. And I'll be glad with that. I'll be happy. I'll be hella haps. Unclear. Fuck. Uh Aha. Jojo Wiki. Like Josuke Okuyasu and Mikitaka, Yuya wears a dark modified school uniform. Fuck! He wears a long bouffant light bow tie with the words highway and speed king. Oh, yes, he does. (laughs) Which I believe he also has tattooed on his body, if you recall. No, wasn't that just He's got H-star-S, but he's also got Speed King on there Ah, somewhere. Ah, okay. Dude likes... Women. I was going to say Speed. Oh, well, I mean, we all like Speed, Liam. Mm.
1: MDMA. I
0: I was going to say it's a great film, but, you know, that too. Yeah, he's got a picture of Keanu Reeves as seen in Speed (laughs) tattooed on his back. And then underneath it, it just has Highway Star... And then underneath that it says, Speed Wagon. <laughs> underneath that, it just... <laughs> it just... <laughs> it says like, no, I'm just spitballing ideas. Don't tattoo them all on me now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. How good's your sense of smell? Oh, my sense of smell is super good. My girlfriends are coming down the hallway right now and their asses stink. Because they've been playing Pachinko. Classy. They come in and they're like, Yuya, you're up and about. We love you. Hey, there's Josuke. Let's all pull knives on him. It's all like, don't worry. Did you see that? Like the one Yeah, one had the sword. Yeah, the wooden bucken. And the other two just had like long knives. <laughs> well, I think they're swords as well, but they're like the little swords. Mm. That you put on, like... Yeah, it looks like a Japanese blade design. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which makes sense since they're in Japan. Oh, it's the type that you see in the Yakuza games when someone's going to cut off their pinky. Ah, it's an honourable blade. Sure. I assume. (laughs) (laughs) All swords are honourable swords when wielded with true purpose and a pure heart. A tale of souls and swords. Just kidding! Oh. Oh, okay. Well, that's... That's really brought me down. I hate it so much. <laughs> I don't understand. It's like you beat down another human being and then, just kidding. You're like, why would you do that? Also, when you do, there were like long cinematic attacks in the new Soul Calibur game. Yes. And you all, they all say like catchphrases and shit. And, then, and I'm pretty sure hers is something like, you, you, I won't let you. Just kidding. Doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> no. I mean, it's a pretty good game, but at the same time... Oh, I need more souls. Anyway, um, I much prefer Voldo's catchphrase. <laughs> I'm a big bondage guy! <laughs> Yeah, he actually talks this time <laughs> And he's He's insufferable Boy oh boy Do I like bondage He's all like Hello My name's Voldo I'm some sort of Horrid golem But I'm actually Very well spoken And then someone Puts the ball gag Back in his mouth But every single time He talks it has to be About bondage mm. So be like Boy oh boy, I like bondage. Do you like bondage? We're truly friends now. Friendship are, is the ties that bind. Not unlike the ties that I like to be bound by in sexual situations. Me, Voldo, That bondage guy. <laughs> well, I guess we have the name of this episode now. <laughs> um, no guys, is cool now. And they're all like, fine, yeah. More importantly, you've been playing pachinko. That's why your butts stink. And you, you've got chocolate. And then she's like, yes, I won chocolate at pachinko. Here's a Kit Kat. But it's spelled with two C's. C-I-T-C-A-T. And the brand that you see on it is chocolate. (laughs) Chocolate Kit Kat. Mm. Mm. I could really... Is chocolate spelled with a K? Don't think so. Because that's not how that particular set of letters works. I mean, it's in an anime. Letters don't work like they normally do, man. McDonald's. Exactly. My sense of smell is super good. Let's go sniff Koichi's bag. So, they leave 12, the hospital. 15 p.m. <gasps> My god, a time skip in this episode. This is the latest one yet. They're going upstairs at Rohan's house. Uh-huh. Rohan yeah. has walked upstairs. Yeah, I didn't see anything weird. Uh, um, Kanoto. Uh-huh. Mr. Kanoto. Yeah. Uh is Climbing up the stairs like a Japanese little girl ghost on her back. Rohan is just like... Crab walking, I suppose. Yeah. Now, I know I said this was some anti-Junji Ito shit. Rohan's, ha! I'm anti-Junji Ito. It's just wholesome tales non-stop. To the point where you're like, this is horrifying. This is too happy. He's like, yeah, I love you. Con- Stop it. Continue. Stop it. Um... Yeah, it's like the most anti-Junji Ito shit. It was like, don't worry, everything's fine. I'm just coming up like a normal human. Rohan then immediately goes, I need to know what's going on with Why his is back. Why is he hiding his back? I've, I must know. He's like, Rohan is like a cat. He has no interest in this guy's back as a general concept, but because he's not allowed to see it, he must. He's like... Okay, something is fucking up here. Time for me to hatch a cunning scheme. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, my back is so itchy. Could you help me scratch it, please? And Kenoto is like, uh, okay. Walks forward. And that's all we see of them this episode. <laughs> uh, I want to see if he scratches his back. We do get an ominous shot of him like walking forward and there's like a, there's the floorboards and there's like a green carpet some and, sort of cunning scheme and his foot goes rather deep into that carpet mm-hmm. but you know that's that's up to David Productions not me <laughs> 12:38 p.m. <gasps> 2 minutes from Koichi's house <gasps> street side in Mario <gasps> but where's Koichi unclear <gasps> Oh no uh, Yuya takes a big old sniff of that bag and is like so Josuke... Our deal doesn't mean I have to fight, right? I just gotta find the guy, then you'll do the rest. Why are you asking me? I'd, wait, no, that was not his voice. Why are you asking me? No, that's not his voice. Why are you asking me? Yeah, that's his voice. Yep, he's the old man from Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yeah! Because uh, he's right over there. Camera looks at Josuke, then like pans slightly to the right and we see over Josuke's shoulder the most stand-user-looking motherfucker ever. It's like, wow, where would the enemy stand-user be? Could it be this guy just posing like a motherfucker in the middle of the streets? The guy who has white hair for days? The guy who is ominously backlit in the middle of the day? The guy whose coat screams, oh no, it's summer, but aesthetic. (laughs) Surely he's not an enemy stand user. No, surely fashion dictates that white and pink on black is the new contrast of summer. Maybe he's right. <laughs> Maybe he's born with it. No, he's a fucking stand user. That's how this and works. That guy has something of Koichi's on him. And the guy turns and walks away and Josuke's like, Oh, I'm going to catch you. I'm going to fuck you up, boy. And he goes and grabs him by his shoulder and starts to turn him around. But it's not the guy anymore. It's unconscious Tomoko,
1: Josuke's what? mom.
0: That's not how that works. But how? And uh, meanwhile, Yuya's watching this whole thing being like, how did that happen? What? I heard Jotaro can stop time for two seconds, but this is on a whole nother level from that. I don't know how I heard that. Uh, point of order. Mm-hmm. How did he hear it? Uh, evil stand user message boards. Huh? D- d- so, okay. Yuya. Yes. Became a stand user like, what, a week ago? Yes. And has been in hospital since then. Yes. And yet he's heard that Jotaro can stop time. Maybe you he heard it from Phantom Father. Or could be. I don't know if he's ever interacted with him, though. True. Maybe Koichi brought him like, a basket of fruit and gave him some exposition. <laughs> you know, we've got this really great friend named Jotaro. Don't care, kid. But, but he can stop time for two seconds. I'm listening <laughs> now, child. Um, Yeah, so there's a whole thing where they're like, where is he? You were touching him, why don't you know where he is? Well, you got that great sense of smell, why don't you? And then, like, just wide shot as he starts, as this guy starts to ominously monologue, being like, ooh, Yuya Fungami's here. We're gonna need a scarier name. I'm uh, not scary name, scarier voice. Okay, um. <clears throat> Go on, bring out your acting chops. Darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is near at hand. And Yuya Fungami is here and I didn't expect that. Dark greetings, moth <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love the moth I When I was uh, over in Melbourne, sidebar. When I was over in Melbourne, I went to... <laughs> I don't know if we do sidebars <laughs> on this podcast, uh, Nick. Side conversation. Uh, when I was in Melbourne, I went to a store called Minotaur, which is like this big-ass nerd shop. I found... An entire section of Star Wars novels... Did they have the glove of Darth Vader? Alas, they did not. Uh-huh. But you know what they did have? Dark Saber. Oh yeah, I've read that. That's bad. Yeah. I was this close in to which, buying it for In you. which a hut um, builds a shitty rip-off Death Star yes. um, by farming the labour out to the lowest bidder. Correct. Uh, and it's also just the big gun floating in space. Yeah. It's like a big-ass lightsaber-shaped gun. I believe that's also the book where Crix Nadine dies, and I believe it's also the one where he shoots a guy and says, I'm so tired of all these Star Wars. (laughs) Now, I was this close to buying it for you, because I thought, you know what would be really funny? Is if I came back from PAX and showed Liam Darksaber, and went, here, have some high-quality literature. I've already read it, Nick. Yeah, but then you'd own a copy of history, Liam, of legends. Anyway, Josuke's gonna get scared cause his mum's here. And my enigma observes when people are scared. It did that to Koichi and to his mum. It's 7.37am. Tomoko's like, I'm gonna eat Josuke's sweets. Fuck that kid. Walking around her darkened kitchen and she's like, huh, more tea. And also, a frilly pink cloth. What's going on there? Examine, examine, inconclusive. What do you mean inconclusive? <laughs> so she opens up the cloth... And I'll let you take this. Oh, okay. And on it says, these are your panties. And she's like, Woo, and we see just legs unfolding behind her. Okay, now hang on. That is an understatement and a half. We see legs arcing, <laughs> yeah. going up and over to become something of a small circle unfurling from these legs. <laughs> Everyone feels fear. It's no use trying to hide your feelings or the expressions. You see, in poker, people have what's called a tell. So Tomoko immediately turns around and goes, What the actual fuck? I'm super scared right now because this weird guys in my house monologuing about fear. Like Scarecrow. Like some kind of man in a house. To her credit, she grabs a knife. Well, I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if she just stabbed him to death? Like, no, I'm Tomoko, man. Remember when I slammed that guy's head against the car? Yeah, true. That would be hilarious. It's like, get the fuck out of my I house. I don't feel fear. I'm a single mother in a busy capitalist society. I don't have time for fear. Only time for stabbing. Mm. And he's all like, oh no, I underestimated this hardcore mum. <laughs> Oh, man. Truly, the only fear I'm detecting today is my my own. own. How ironic. That's deep. He could sense anyone's fear except his own. Can I be taught this power? Not from a mum's point of view. (laughs) Anyway, um... So, what actually... You've got a habit of swallowing when you're scared. No, I don't. Gulp. Gulp? Oh, shit. Um... I've given it away. And then he's like, look, look at this paper I've got. Uh, Unfold. And then he's got another one of those buns and some tea in there. <gasps> what the what? But, but how? Swallow. No, sorry, gulp. Yep. And he's like, oh, yes, you did it. And now my Enigma is going to do its invincible attack. It's I'm sp- sorry, I think you mean his Mysterioso, spelled M I, not M Y. And when you're oh so, Mysterioso. <laughs> And it's, of course, uh, some lyrics from a song from the terrible live-action Disney musical Ooh. The Happiest Millionaire. Oh. about A song about how... Um, is this the one where the kid has a blank check? No, that's Blank Check starring Macaulay Culkin, mm. I think. Mm. Um, no, uh, this is a, a song about how if you want to be attractive to a man, you have to seem really spaced out and ditzy because it, it'll make you think, seem mysterious. Yeah. This song, also notable for featuring a... Uh, sorry, this musical also notable for featuring a song about how Detroit is a shining golden city of opportunity. I mean, it was at the time. <laughs> Shame about that whole not being that anymore. <laughs> and a song about dilly-dallying and shilly-shallying and about how you shouldn't do that. <laughs> do not dilly-dally. It leads to bad manners. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so she starts running and like his his big purple stand flies out at her and grabs her and... Like, things get weird. We have something of a Pink Floyd section. Yeah, sure. We go into a sort of kaleidoscopic... We've entered the last 45 minutes or so of 2001 A Space Odyssey. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, let's just say that Tomiko's fucked. Lots of Tomikos appear and like... The stand fills the gaps in her silhouette so that they tessellate and like, then it just mm. zooms out and becomes a piece of paper and he folds it up and is like, yes, that's what my stand does. I turn people into constellations and tessellations of paper. <laughs> Let's talk about this stand. Its name is clearly Mysterioso in the subs and yet Liam insists that it's Enigma. So, the Jojo Ville commentary mm-hmm. for Enigma. It's Mysterioso. The effects that appear when things turn flat is based off of M.C. Escher's art. That's it? No. Oh, okay. I just wanted to see if you had a reaction. Oh. You know, M.C. Escher. Man, draw big stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. He also draw great doorway. (laughs) Drawing his attacks was tough. I had to make sure the drawings joined up with each other just right. Mmm. That feels like it'd be fucking hard. Yeah. Like, really hard. Yeah, agreed. Mmm. Interesting note about um, the the user of um, Enigma, aka Mysterioso. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the actual manga, he's never given a name. Uh, he's just referred to as Enigma Boy. I'm sorry, the stand is referred to as Enigma Boy. No, the user. The user is referred to as Enigma Boy. Yeah. Uh, but in a later art book, he was given the name uh, Teranosuke Miyamoto. Okay. Is that of any significance whatsoever? Don't think so. Cool. We've just he's wasted just... seven seconds no, of our life. It's just worth knowing. Oh, okay. All right. Don't be mean. Jojo's. We, that's what we do. <laughs> um, and of course, he's an enigma. He's a mystery wrapped in a riddle. He is what you Like would call... so much folded paper. Ooh. Is it a parallel, Liam? Sure. Why not? Ooh. What's inside the folded paper? Whatever he damn well wants to be. No, as, long just... as, long as, he, as long as he makes it scared. Just human souls. <laughs> enigma is a German musical project founded in 1990 by Michael Cretu. Give me more information. I I this means nothing to me. I don't know what projects I don't, are. I don't really have much on them. Shit. Uh, I've not heard of them before. Uh, here's their logo. It's like one of those Oh, um, it's a sigma. Yeah, it's a sigma a, a symbol. Capital sigma, a sum sign in mathematics or in physics, it can also be used to denote many other things. They've got an album that they released in 2006 called A Postio- A Posteriori, which is a work inspired by the future collision between the Milky Way and Andromeda galaxies. Dope! Oh, oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's a maths term. A posteriori. Oh, I thought it was a philosophy term. Oh, it means basically, like, um, before something happens, I think. Hmm. Is it? No. No, That's a priori? Yeah, a priori. So that would be after the fact? But I thought that was post hoc. No, because then it's ad hoc post hoc. Never mind. It's all good. I know my science. Their first album incorporated tribal and ethnic influences... Uh their second album blended together the Gregorian chants from the first album and the strong intercultural soundscapes in another. We need to listen to this shit. This sounds amazing. That's sort of electronic stuff. Yeah. Anywho. Enigma. Enigma. An enigma in of themselves. And about the Milky Way and Andromeda Galaxies. Yeah. Um so yep, he captures a... Uh, Tomoko, and then he was like, and I already captured Koichi too. I slightly startled him. Then he blinked twice and he was mine. The amateur. What a coward. No, Koichi is not a coward. Being, not being a coward is, is persevering even though you're scared. Mmm. Mmm. That sounds familiar in some way. Like as though observing is just like looking closely no, that's that's it. That's not going anywhere else. That's it. You mean like what well, that thing Jodoro said? Yes, almost too much like that. Meanwhile, back at midday. <laughs> yep. Yeah, okay, I'm with you. They're all like, "Where's he gone? Where's he gone?" And uh, Joyce goes, "Oh, well, Yuya, why are you looking at my mum so much? Stop looking at my mum, Yuya." <laughs> <laughs> and he's all like, "Is it her pocket? Is is something in her pocket? There's nothing in these pockets. Just this piece of paper." And you use all, Josuke, thinking, I've promised, I I didn't promise I would fight, so I'm not gonna, but the smell is coming from inside the paper. I don't think you want to open up that page, buddy. And Josuke's like, well, I'm going to open up this page for... Well, hang on, Liam. You forgot the monologue of the other guy. The monologue of the other guy. Of Enigma Boy. Go on. So he basically monologues from afar. He's like, okay, everyone has a tell. All I have to do is bring out the fear in Josuke. And all I wanted to do with his mum was to observe him. Oh, that's right. And like, Josuke bit his lower lip. He bites his lower lip when he's scared. If he does it again, he's mine. Ah, yes. Now I just have to wait for him to do it. Unfold. To be continued. Yay. So fun fact about the lower lip thing. Yes. Um, I believe if I recall correctly that, uh, that came kind of out of nowhere in the manga. But in the anime production, they've gone back and put in like a bunch of tense moments where Josuke's biting his lower lip. Really? Yeah. Ah, that's nifty. Mm. There you go. Neat. Yeah. Iteration. It's the greatest form of production. Sure. <laughs> you can't really do it with a theatre play unless you rehearse. Mm. So, Nick What what are our highlights and lowlights for this episode? My highlight, without a fucking doubt, is Anti Junji Ito, Mister Architect, whatever the fuck his name is. Kenoto. Kenoto. Oh my god, Liam. He just is just the, best. the way he moves around? Yes! Just everything about him makes me happy. Similarly, my highlight is Rohan being like, oh I gotta see this guy's back. Wait, is it the like the initial bit where he's like, hmm, I'm curious. Or the no, bit where he's it's like when they get upstairs and he's like, oh I just need to know. <laughs> just Rohan embodies all of us, <clears throat> doesn't he? He hates Josuke because he's like, I don't like people. Actually, that came out wrong. (laughs) He hates people, so he's like, oh, I hate everyone. Which is like, right here, buddy. Right here. I feel that deep down. He likes writing things. I like writing things. He likes drawing. I can't draw. Right here. So, Nick, lowlights. My lowlight would probably have to be the weird... Like, this sudden shift from stand enemy to... Hey, now he's just a guy who lives on a pine lawn who's totally <laughs> cool with us. That's like, that's what happens in part four. You you break someone's bones and they become your friend. But it's just it's so weird that it's like you bet I bet you didn't even see my face. See, I was wearing a mask, and you're like, what is going on? In your life? Like what? <laughs> yeah, it kind of takes a weird turn. Like that entire thing is like, oh yeah, there's there's just some Deus Ex stuff that's going on here. Yeah, he didn't ask for this. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Your low light. <laughs> my offspring? low light is that bit where he spits on him. <laughs> it's gross. not that bad. I don't like it. He misses. Sure does. You're not a fan of the gleeking? See, that's a brought back. Brought back like, uh, a, like a yin yang kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, Hanzo and Genji. Yeah. Yeah. Like that real kind of like um, seven samurai. Yeah. Seven samurais for seven brothers. Anyway, um, Nick. Yes. I think I know what you're going to say. You're so handsome. I'm the greatest person that ever lived. <laughs> Nick. Now, who am I referencing? Me or you? Nick. Yes. Darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour. What's new, Liam? <laughs> Every night. Um, it's a terrible night to have a curse. No, what a horrible night to have a curse. I could really go for a curse right now. You know, I'm really just jonesing for a curse. Hmm. Hmm. Well, have I got news for you? I've started up this new company called Curse You Now. It's spelled like go- Gold for Curses. <laughs> Hey, Liam, have you got any gold lying around? I don't accept, uh, fiat currency. Bitcoin only. Yeah, only crypto. Curse coin. Curse coin. Uh, what what are we doing? Uh, something to do with prediction. Toyohiro Kanadichi has been pacified. Is that his real name? I mean, that's the name he gives. Okay. He's already given like three names No, he's given the one name and then he was like, didn't you think it was funny that that was my name? So I can only assume that there's some sort of wordplay going on there or maybe it's like a John Doe, John Smith sort of thing. Let's just call him the boy who lives in the pylon. The boy who lived in a pylon. 1999 BC. Josuke is unfurling a mysterious piece of paper containing something or someone, while his mum is unconscious and safely put aside. Yuya Fungami's also there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And Enigma boy remains at large. Double meanwhile, (laughs) Rohan's gotta see this guy's back. What do you think is going to happen next time on Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable, in the episode entitled... Thursday, July 15th, Part (gasps) 3. There's a part three? Whoa. Who would have seen that coming? I thought we'd just skip right to part four. Friday, 1908. <laughs> Suddenly, time travel. Okay. We've got our narrative strands, if you will. Lined up sure. like billiard like balls. So many bowling bins. So, okay, let's start with... Okay, the boy in the pylon is done. Yeah, right? done and dusted. He's hanging out with his best friend, Mikataka, now. <laughs> Okiyasu is... Gone? Yeah, he's not coming back for this little arc. Okay, alright, he's just gone. He just ran off into this night, screaming Koichi's name. Yeah, Uh, so now... bumps into Yukako, she like beats the crap out of him for neglecting Koichi's safety in that regard. So now we have three strands left. Two. No, three. Whoa, secret third strand. That's right, we have... Uh, The search for Koichi with Josuke and Wolfman, Uh, because he has a really good sense of smell. Yep. As What's-His-Face looks on Enigma Boy, Uh, we have... Go ahead and play your next card, Enigma Boy. (laughs) Okay, so I reckon there, what's going to happen is, uh, Enigma Boy will be all like, I just need to wait for Josuke to get scared, and then I'll be able to scare him the final time. I'm going to show him a spooky movie. (laughs) Oh, no spooky scary skeletons I'll bet they just wanted friends but it's a shame Uh, in a dark dark town in a dark dark house in a dark dark corridor in a dark dark room I can't remember how it goes neither can I so anyway uh, he'll try and be all like he just needs to bite his lower lip he just needs to bite his lower lip and then he will but it'll be wrong ah he'll bite his upper lip (laughs) exactly no I think it'll just be a matter of wait but you always bite your lower lip when you're scared and he'll be like no, no, no. I've never been scared. I bite my lower lip because it's an—it's just a tick that I have. I mean, yep, that's basically... <laughs> it's like whenever I'm trying to think ahead, I bite my lower lip to release endorphins into my brain. <laughs> the pain makes me feel alive. <laughs> I reckon it's going to be something like that, where it's like, oh no, I misread him. I misjudged him. It's like, yes, when I'm scared, I actually scratch my left ear. Like right now... Oh, fuck. Hey, Nick. Yeah. What's in the paper? Uh, I think it's gonna be Koichi looking terrified as Reverb Act Three is like doing. Echoes. A, uh, sorry, Echoes Act Three is doing like a like you know when you Nick s- slapping his bicep and like, as like raising my arm yeah. up as like l- Dave Lister would do. Sure, and like you know being like fuck you kind of thing because that's what you know Echoes Act Three would do. Yeah, either that would be like I'm a bad boy. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. So he's gonna misjudge him. Easy peasy. Arc done. Then I'll be all like, where's the Kira? And you'll be like, I don't know. I only know where his dad is. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. What's going on with that back? That guy with his Junji Ito style back fetish. So. A- opposite fetish. No, no, no. No, he likes feeling things on his back. Yeah. No, he doesn't want anyone to see his back. Because it's covered in fetish. No, um, so the oh. Okay, here's what I think's gonna happen. Rohan will. Either get really fed up in heaven's door him. Well, keep in mind, Rohan's currently hatching a cunning scheme to get him to scratch his back. Oh yeah, true. Oh yeah, true. So he'll be all like, oh, okay, maybe it'll be really dumb. Is it going to be like a, I, I scratch, scratch your, your back, back, you scratch mine. mine? Yes, it'll be exactly like that, maybe. Or he'll just do it by force yeah. because he's Rohan. He'll be like, you fall fallen my cunning trap. I'm a manga artist. Rip off his coat. Of course. Um, reveal his huge Yakuza back tattoo. No, it will be some dude, like just some guy on his back, just there, oh, like I've got a, a monkey Vo- on my back. Yeah, like a Voldemort style guy. Voldemort. Ooh, yes. Um but I think it's going to be not a face, but rather the image of, you know, what was the um the thing that grew on just oh, the Empress. Yeah, it'll be like that where it's like a fully functional living being on his back mm-hmm. that's just kind of lying there little, like unfurl like the thing oh yeah and just, like, big spider me- legs yeah and just be like well 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 now the monster's in your house Rowan and it's technically a different life form which is why Heaven's Door mm, didn't exactly and so it's like I'm my own sentient being it's like well too bad I'm Heaven's Door oh wait no it doesn't work on you why doesn't it work on you and then we'll have a whole thing on they'll that they'll battle Rohan's house will get destroyed again yeah so it, I think it's a separate entity from Rohan from from uh, Kinota. yes it's like a thing that he couldn't have read with Heaven's Door initially but he might be able to read with Heaven's Door this time but then it'll be like a. I think what might be fun is if he tries to then start showing off his back to Rohan in order to start initiating the attack but Rohan now knows but he's wiped out the memory Ah, so he'll be like oh he's trying to turn around I guess I better stop him from turning around please have some tea yeah Uh, It all culminates with Rohan having to burn his house down again to destroy. Precisely. And then we have the third narrative strand. Go on. Kira's at work. Ah. Unregulated. Unprotected. (laughs) Unchecked. Unbalanced. But where's his son? Probably at school. Maybe. Or maybe he's turned into a real shit of a kid and he's really desperate to find out who he is. So he's actually stalking him at work now. Ah. Yeah. He's in the vents. He's in the restroom. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he might be spying on him, or Kira will just like have a mental breakdown at some point. And be like, "What is wrong with me? I got to murder someone." Can't I just have a quiet life without these impulses taking over? Oh, he's gonna go get therapy. Oh, I mean, if therapy is going to try and murder someone, sure. <laughs> then there's that. But a little bit of retail therapy. A little bit of this in my hometown. A little bit of killing women taking hands. A little bit of therapy of murder. <laughs> A little bit of Monica got her hand. A little bit of Rachel got her hand. A little bit of Phoebe got her hand. <laughs> now all the friends are out of hands. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Kira, number five. <laughs> so that'll be, uh, that'll be Kira's little arc that'll happen. Or... Dad will show up. Phantom Father will show up at the window so He'll be all like, My son! It's been too long! And he'll be like, Father? Father? Father! And... uh, Why are you a photograph? Yeah. Uh, And he'll just be like, No, this is JoJo's. He'll just take it in stride. Yeah, true. It's like, My dad's here. He's a photograph. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. And he'll be like, You must watch out. I've initiated stand users to go after the Josuke and Jotaro crew. But alas, it has been in vain. And then Kira will be all like, Well, Well, I'm just going to keep doing nothing like I have been. Yeah. It's like, well then, I guess I'll become even more recluse and go into even more hiding or something. (laughs) I don't know. The end. Yeah, something like that'll happen. But most definitely his urges will show up again. We'll get shots of his fingernails growing. That seems pretty comprehensive to me. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. (laughs) If you would like to communicate with us in any form, you can hit us up on Twitter... At JoJo's World Podcast? JoJo's Podcast. At JoJo's Podcast. you think I'd know it, but I'm not allowed to check. We got it. Occasionally someone tags us with that when they're trying to talk to another JoJo's Podcast, but we got that one. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, If you would like to support us financially, you can do so by considering to support us on patreon.com slash JoJo's World. And we're going to do a rejig of the Patreon stuff soon, I promise. I promise. Probably over the Christmas break at this stage. Oh, Yeah. It is mid-November. Yeah. Yeah. I am doing a guest spot immediately after we finish this record on another podcast We Read the Book. That should probably come out in the next couple of weeks. We're going to be talking about Spider-Man. Ooh. Specifically, um a selection of Spider-Man comics and the Toby Maguire Spider-Man film. Of course, uh Toby Maguire most, most notable for looking like me. Shit, you know what? <laughs> Actually a little. I get that pretty regularly, and then when I was watching the movie for this podcast appearance, um my housemate's girlfriend came into the house and was like, Well, he looks like you. <laughs> Oh wow! So that'll be fun. Uh, just by just by coincidence, Stan Lee died this week. So I'm, I'm choosing to think of this as the JoJo's World curse striking again. <laughs> yeah. How do we keep doing this, boy? I wonder if um we could like kill anyone we wanted just by mentioning them on the show the week before. Yeah. Nick. <sighs> Shit. Uh, Yes, so keep an eye out for that. I'll probably retweet it on the JoJo's World account when it comes out if you want to give it a listen. Yeah. And until next time... To be continued.